The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, November marks Healthy Skin Month, which is a timely reminder to pay attention to your skin, learn about skincare, and adopt habits that can lead to a lifetime of a beautiful and healthy complexion. Uh, joining us now, Professor Nikki Ralph, consultant dermatologist with the Institute of Dermatologists. Nikki, good morning. Morning, Pat. SPF of the winter, come on. I know, I know. It's far uh, from SPFs we were reared. Completely. And obviously, people of a certain generation, anyone from, from my age and above, certainly didn't get the same level of protection that we now know that we need. Um, but thankfully, the, this generation of children are much more protective. So fingers crossed, with time, we're going to see less incidence of skin cancer. But at the moment, it is the commonest cancer in Ireland, uh, with about 13,500 cases per year of non-melanoma skin cancer and roughly eleven to 1,300 cases of melanoma skin cancer. That's the bad one. That's the bad one that unfortunately can spread internally and, and lead to, to more treatments. Yeah. Um, but yes, in the winter, you still need to, to wear sunscreen because UVA, which is uh, one of the rays of the sun, it's present all year around and it comes through glass. So if you're sitting in your office, if you're driving your car, you're going to get some exposure to UV rays. So yes, you won't get a sunburn because the UVB rays go down usually around the end of September. So you're not going to go out for a walk for an hour and end up sunburned that night. But it's the cumulative amount of sun so over you, your lifetime. So you go out for a walk as I would do regularly and uh, I, you know, my face would be exposed to the sun when it breaks through the clouds and so on. And I would come home after an hour or whatever and I wouldn't sense that I'd got any sun. But you're telling me Yes. I've got UVA. Yeah. You've got UVA. You've been hit by UVA. So yes, it's not that you will see any redness on your face like you would if you went out for an hour or two in the middle of July and it was really, really sunny. Then you might have a sunburn that night, but you will have that amount every day. So if you do that every day over decades, the cumulative amounts can lead to increased risk of skin cancer. So here we are being told, you know, do your 10,000 steps a day. Yes, for your and, heart and, and for everything else. And, and, and put your sunscreen on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. In order to enjoy the benefits of that, you've got to make yeah. sure you put but your sunscreen it, it's on. It's easier now. I mean, back Back in the day, the sunscreens were certainly not cosmetically acceptable. They were thick and white and greasy and nobody wanted to use them, but they have changed dramatically over time. So now you should just be incorporated into your normal routine. You might get up, you'll have a shower, you'll wash your face, brush your teeth and put your sunscreen on. So it often has moisturiser built into it, which is hyaluronic acid. So you don't need 10 layers on your skin in the morning. If that was the one thing you put on, your job is yeah. done for the day. Do most of the moisturisers then have uh, an SPF built in? Uh, um, a lot of the moisturisers would have about a factor 15 um, to That's 20. That's not enough, say you. That's not enough, says me, exactly. Um, I would prefer factor 30 and above for the winter and factor 40 and above for the summer months. Um, so yeah, I would choose that. In and my... you go for what all year round? The same one? I go for the same one, uh, the one I like. So I use Elta MD just because of it's so cosmetically acceptable. It has my factor 46 in it. 46. It has a slight tint. So a lot of Irish people are redness prone. So we have a tendency to rosacea and flush. So for anyone who has kind of brown marks staining from the sun over the years, a bit of redness and the broken capillaries, it'll mask that a little bit. It has the hyaluronic acid in it, so it's moisturising you um, and it looks like you've nothing on. It dries in really, really quickly. So I don't I don't feel the need to change because it suits my skin perfectly. No. So all year. So the, the message would be slap this on and you're fine. But no, there's more to be done. Well, I mean, it, it depends on the whole body. So, I mean, really in Ireland, the only places you have to treat are your face onto your neck and then possibly the backs of your hands. But the rest of us is going to be covered up. So it's not a big, cumbersome job. But um, some people tend to get dry skin in the winter. So absolutely, it, you may not be enough with just your sunscreen. You may also need to moisturise. And that would include face and body. I mean, your skin is, is your entire body. It's not just your face. Okay. Now, uh, I don't do this because uh, I don't. I, I don't get my nails done. 
I don't get uh, shellac or any of these things. Mm. I've heard them bandied around the house and so on. But they use uh, UV to cure some of these products on your nails. That's right, yeah. Now, what damage does that do? Or is that okay? It's only a couple of minutes. So, well, yeah, everything in moderation. So there was a big study that came out uh, from Nature. So a big publication looking at uh, skin cells that were exposed. So essentially in vitro. So in a little Petri dish, they took some skin cells and they exposed them to UV light and then they died. So then it was all big hullabaloo that this must be exactly the same in humans. But we we haven't been able to do that study in human skin because then we'd have to expose lots of humans to potentially not acceptable exactly, as a, yeah. excessive uh, UV radiation. So we can't extrapolate that information and, and say it's definitely the same in humans. But what we do know is that you can do things to protect yourself. So the old-fashioned UV lamps had much stronger, they had UVA rays. The new lamps are now LED, so there's minimal amount of UV exposure. And you also put your hand into the machine for a much shorter duration. So I get my nails done every month, uh, but I, I do I do a gel polish, which means I only have to get it done every four to five weeks. A shellac polish only usually lasts for two weeks, which just means you're going to get more exposure. And I also put SPF on the back of my hands and fingerless gloves. So fingerless <laughs> gloves and SPF. So I'm doing everything within my uh, power is to try and stop but uh, I mean given the, the business you're in uh, as a, an expert medical dermatologist not just a beauty person mm-hmm. um, do you ever come across people with skin cancer on the the bit of their finger close to the nail because of this kind of exposure? It's not common but I suppose only time will tell but this was based on two women in the States actually developing melanoma on the back of their hands and they had done regular um, polishes over decades. Uh, but have I seen it actually around the nail um, with, with patients who do that? I haven't so far, no. Not, not so far. No. Uh, are there products that actually when you put them on and you think they're doing you fine but they're drying out your skin and that's not good, Yeah, particularly central heating in the winter and all that sort of stuff. So central heating absolutely will dry out your skin, especially if you're eczema prone, you have to be very careful. So the suggestion for patients who suffer with sensitive and dry skin and eczema prone skin would be to keep your showers and your baths short, make sure they're only lukewarm, not really, really hot, and then try and turn down the central heating, particularly overnight so your bedroom's not really, really hot, so you're not waking up with excessively irritated Mm. and dry skin. And then to put moisturiser on, usually within a minute or two of getting out of the shower, when your skin is still a little bit damp, it's going to absorb it a lot more easily. Now, there are all sorts of miracle things that people will do. I mean, everything from what are called vampire facials, yes. Botox and yeah. all that sort of thing. But the hands, you there are no treatment to keep your hands young. So if you want to find out how old somebody who looks like Cher really is, have a look at the hands. Have a look at the hands. They really are a giveaway because most of us are not good enough at actually protecting them. So we may have put on SPF and, and moisturised on our face for decades, but we've forgotten to do it on our hands. Now there are, you can do the same things to your hands that you can do to your face. IPL is a lovely treatment, which is intense pulse light. So for anyone who has the brown marks on the backs of their hands and they feel their hands look old in comparison to their upper body, you can do IPL. And there's no downtime. You don't have to hide away afterwards. It's like a little elastic band being fired at the at the hands and it does a really good job on the back of the hands. And now some of the questions coming in. Can you ask your guest if the SPF in foundation and moisturisers is enough? It depends on what the number is um, and you also would have to make sure that you shake the bottle that it's uniform throughout um, and again don't have things that are too long as in if the bottle has been left in the sunlight and it's been opened for a year it, it's not going to work as well but yes I mean it's better than nothing but I would I would honestly prefer that everyone just puts on a specific SPF every morning and then sits their makeup on top. Uh, could you recommend a daily Factor 50 moisturiser for a male? A Factor 50. Now, the male may, sometimes, you know, men 
go a little bit thin on top and sometimes completely bald and sometimes they do a blade number one yeah absolutely and, and the rays are going to get through yeah, yeah. Um, it, it doesn't have to be specifically factor 50 as in the ones that we would normally recommend for Irish fair skin patients yeah. uh, would be factor 44 46 and it's the L to MD range just because men do, do not like to have sticky gloopy white things on their face and this one dries in and it is their moisturiser as well so they don't need two products uh, what about vitamin D does sunscreen not block that no, not as it, not enough. So unfortunately, even if we were to get regular sun exposure over the summer, vitamin D storage only lasts for up to about eight weeks. So in an average Irish winter, our vitamin D is going to decrease and decrease. So we don't get full body exposure. So no, you do. You should ideally take a vitamin D supplement in the winter. Another question. Uh, do any of the SPF brands do the same job? If you get 15 in one brand, 15 in another, 30 in one, 30 in another, do they all do what it says on the tin. In they, other words, they should those 30 do. do 30. Yeah, if they have a little circle on the front and the five stars, that means it's a broad spectrum sunscreen. So it should protect against UVA. And then the number on it, 15, 30, 50, is the UVB mm-hmm. protection. Um, I started to suffer from impetigo on my face in June, have been to the GP four or five times, first prescribed Fusibet, which worked, but impetigo would come back once a week or more, then told to come off all creams, especially Fusibet, uh, prescribed Lysamore oral antibiotics, but it didn't seem to work, was told to come off those after two weeks. Most uh, have uh, gotten without a... Re- that I've gotten without a relapse has been two weeks since June. Spreads all over one side of my face, very itchy, but started under the nose where it has just started appearing again after a period of improvement. Otherwise, my skin is in great condition after using heavy Vaseline-based moisturiser as advised by a GP. Now there's... Vaseline's great. Vaseline's brilliant. Now it sounds like this person is struggling and if they really haven't got on top of it they may need to be referred on to a dermatologist. They may have colonisation with a bacteria called Staphylococcus aureus uh-huh. and it can live in the nose and if the internal nostrils are not treated they may spread it again but obviously they really need to have a, a okay. medical opinion. Um, I, if I have nail pitting should I see a dermatologist? I have never been to one for this issue before. Uh, nail pitting can be associated with psoriasis and alopecia areata, but it, some people just have one or two pits of, of no, no significance. But if it's significant, they may want to see see a dermatologist. Uh, maybe a final one. Advice on eczema-prone kid who loves swimming. Is it okay to wash off the chlorine in the shower after? Soap seems to irritate and lots of moisturisers sting her. Yeah, so I would normally uh, ask parents to put the moisturiser on before they get into the swimming pool. So there's a barrier before it hits the chlorine and then immediately wash it off in the shower, but with an emollient, not a a soap. So something as simple as Silcox base. And then the minute they get out of the shower when the skin is still damp to put a moisturiser on. And obviously when the skin gets better, it won't sting as much. And a final clarification, uh, the SPF that the dermatologist recommended, you said it quickly, how do you spell it? Uh, ELTA, E-L-T-A, and then M-D, capital M, capital D. M-D. Very good. Uh, Nikki Ralph, Professor Nikki Ralph from the Institute of Dermatologists, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. Yes.